first of all, I just want to say shout out to Ryan for always nailing those slides, right? Like, it's totally different. Yeah, here for Ryan. It's totally different when I'm doing the slides versus him. And you can always tell because they're always wrong when I'm doing them. So, good job, Ryan. Thanks for always doing that. Um, but anyway, welcome back to the second week of the Most Asked Questions series. Not Siri. Um, but as I, I have here in my notes, as I'm writing this, I'm currently waiting for my pizza to finish cooking. Just thought you should know that. So that's, that's sometimes, I guess, what I do. Uh, but anyway, last week we answered a few of the top questions from 2021, but specifically we answered the question, what to watch? And God has given us a lot of guidance on what we should be watching for and what we should be watching out for. So if you weren't here for that, as always, you can go back and check it out on the podcast. Uh, but today we're going to be answering a few more questions. The first few, they're not necessarily the most asked questions of 2021, but maybe, it's, maybe there are a few questions that you had, you had always been wondering. Is Uncle Eric, Eric Hench, left-handed or right-handed? He's left-handed. Interesting, right? That's, that's interesting. He plays the guitar right-handed, but that's for a different day. Um, what is Eric Hench's middle name? It's Neil. It's interesting. Uh, and last question, before we get to the main question, maybe you guys can help me out here. What was Eric Hench's nickname? You guys finish this. Ready? Ready? I had a few. Well, all right. Eric Neil the Banana Dum Dum. It was Eric Neil the Banana Dum Dum. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. I don't know how that came about. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, those are some of the preliminary questions. Now we'll get to the big question that we're answering today. Literally, guys, this was on the list of top questions in 2021. Oh, no. It, that, there, yeah, thank you. Why are you? Spelled just like that. And I have to be honest, I didn't know what that was. I didn't really know what it meant. I mean, obviously, like, why are you? Um, so I looked it up. And to be honest, I still don't really know what it was. I think, I think it was a TV series or something like that. Does anyone have any idea? Okay, cool. So none of us are trendy. But um, anyway, it's spelled just like that. And, but that's a great question. The question is, why are you? And why are you? Like, what an odd question. Um, but it's a great one. And I'm excited to answer it. And I'm excited to see what the Bible says about why are you? Why do you exist? Why are you here? Why are you on this green earth? Is there a purpose? Is there a plan? Is it all from chance or is it something more? Why are you? We'll pray and then we'll, we'll get into it. Dear God, thanks for your word and just thank you for your truth and just thank you for the purpose that you've given us. That, um, that we're not just here by chance. And I pray that, that you give me your truth to say that your spirit works through me and that everybody would hear what you need them to hear. Thank you for the forge. Thank you for being able to get some speakers to work. Just in the midst of all the chaos, thank you for always coming through, always providing. And just thank you that we're able to praise you and hear from you. Amen. Speaking of which, does anyone know when this light went out? Okay. 
was just curious. So anyway, why are you? To answer this question, I think it's only appropriate to go way back, way, all the way back, all the way back to the beginning. Um, and we're going to be starting at Genesis 2-7, and we're going to be hopping around a little bit um, just within this passage. Um, so I will have it on the board. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to jump around a bit. But starting at verse 7. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Jump into verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in it, the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Well, amen. <laughs> Jump into verse 20. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he had made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife both were naked and not ashamed. There's a lot there. That was a lot. I know. Thank you for sticking with me. Um, so let's get moving. We got ice cream to get after this. But we can learn a lot about our purpose and why we are here from this passage. We can learn why we're on earth from how we were created and what we were created for. So, why are you here? Because you were created by God. God breathed life into man. You're not here as some sort of cosmic accident. You were designed, crafted, and put together by the God of all creation. The same God that breathes out stars, breathed life into you. Oh, I don't know what's going on. All sorts of problems. Psalm 139.13 says... For you formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And I want that to really sink in for a second, okay? For you formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. God knit you together when you were in your mom's stomach. Before you were even born, God was there forming you, shaping you, knitting you together. You know what's interesting about knitting? I don't know a lot about knitting. I don't even know the difference between it and crochet. But I know that it's become a hobby. 
and that it's a slow and detailed, takes a lot of focus, well, maybe not a lot of focus, but it takes a lot of dedication. I know that people don't knit to make money. People knit because they like to. It's a labor of love. It's an art. God knit you together before you were born. God cared about you enough to put his detailed fingerprint on you, to make you his craftsmanship, his artwork. You have intrinsic value. Every life has intrinsic value because of who made it. Take a look at this picture, that picture. Pretend like you've never seen it before. Do you know what this is? It's a trench coat. Yeah, thank you. You know what's special about this trench coat? Uh, it is on a slide. Uh, it does it. Didn't notice. Sure does. This trench coat is over a thousand dollars. For a grand, this uh, this thing better be like bulletproof and do my taxes. Uh, it's not, and it doesn't. Um, so, do you know what else is really special about this trench coat? Uh, no, it's not in my shopping cart. Fortunately, I can say that. This trench coat is for kids. This is a children's trench coat for $1,000, okay? Yeah, it is for big kids. I think it said 10 and 12. But, like, what? Like, this kid's going to wear it once, and they're going to rip it. And, like, they're going to grow out of it, for real. This better be a family heirloom, just going down 40 generations. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have anything that I wear that's $1,000. I don't know if everything I wear together is $1,000. So what's up with this? Like, why is it so valuable? Because of who made it. It's a company called Burberry. Probably mispronounced it, but I didn't know about it till this week. And it, to me, it sounds like a generic rendition of Fruit Loops. But it's valuable because of who made it. How much more valuable are you than this children's trench coat? You were made by the creator of the universe. Because of that, you have great value. Because this trench coat has Burberry on it, it's valuable. Because you were made by God, you are valuable. So we're here because we were created, because we're made, and we have value. But like, what are we supposed to do while we're here? Yeah, we have value, but what are we actually supposed to do? Well, you might not like this, but we're supposed to work. Like, what? Work? Are we just supposed to get a passive income and relax? Isn't that the American dream? The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work and keep it. The garden was great. It was actually perfect. But it still didn't mean that he was just supposed to go in it and not do anything and just enjoy the blessing. He was to work the garden. So God made a garden for Adam. A garden that Adam was to enjoy and eat from the trees and enjoy the aroma of the plants. But he wasn't just to relax. He was to work it. God has good things for us. He has great things for us. But we don't just get to take, 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 take. 
We have to work. We have to put something back into it. What God gives us, we should be working to multiply it. God's faithful in giving, we should be faithful in tending to what we were given. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So we're not just supposed to work sluggishly, work lazily, just show up and get it done and clock out. We're supposed to work heartily. Work. And don't just work to please man, but work in a way that is service to God. Yeah, you get a paycheck from your company, from your boss. You might get an attaboy. But at the end of the day, when you're working for God, doing whatever it is that your work is and you're doing it for God, you're building an inheritance that's going to last an eternity. There's two more things I want to talk about. They're along the same vein of why are you? You're made and you're designed to be with other people who were made and designed to be with you. And I'm not talking about marriage here. I'm talking about fellowship, friendship, being there for each other. In all the animals and all the plants, there was nothing to help man, Adam specifically, nothing to give Adam companionship. We need to give companionship to each other. We need to give friendship, fellowship, relationships. We have to be there for other people, and we're going to need other people to be there for us. Last thing. One more thing. And okay, now I'm talking about marriage. You're on earth to get married. Like, we were created to get married. Now, before I go too, for, too much further, not everyone on earth is going to get married. That's not for everybody. And not only is that okay, but that's good. I don't want to discount the gift of singleness. I heard it once said, how do I know if I have the gift of singleness? Well, if you walked in here today and you're not married, congratulations. You have the gift of singleness. Don't look at it, don't look at it as a curse. Use it. Work at it. Multiply it. You'll never be able to serve the Lord like you can right now. God has given you this gift in this period of your life for a reason. And what do you have to do with those gifts, with the things that God gives you? You got to get to work on them. Use your gifts. So let me stop there and say, some of you aren't using your gift, right, of singleness. Some of you guys are just lazy. And some of you guys are just selfish. And being single has nothing to do with actually serving the Lord. You're not doing anything more in that, in your singleness. If you're just living your single life to live in the gluttony of yourself, that's not using your gift. Get to work. Use that gift. If you have no desire to get married, maybe you don't even find yourself attracted to the other sex, and you want to use your singleness as a gift to the Lord, don't get married. Never get married. Paul said that he wishes nobody would get married. I don't agree with that. But if you don't find yourself drawn to marriage, 
you can do great things for the kingdom in that. That's a gift. And that's great. But okay, chances are everyone that's single in this room right now is probably not going to be single for the rest of their life. Maybe a few, but probably not everybody. And that's great too, because just like you can serve different when you're single, you can also serve different when you're married. And humans were made to get married. Verse 24 said, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Literally made to get married. Anatomically made to get married. Some people aren't given the gift of singleness. Myself, for an example, uh, M went out to lunch with some friends uh, a few weeks ago, and I just like immediately just like backslid all the way, like all the way to bachelor. Like she left, I immediately I got in my car, I drove to the store, I just bought m multiple pizzas, right, from the frozen section, soda, just like sh just straight away, right? Like I'm not. I'm not designed to be alone. I'm not designed to be by myself. Um, every once in a while, Emily will be like, Matt, you need to learn how to do this because if I die, you're going to need this. And I'm like, and I'm like I don't want to cut raw meat. It's disgusting. She makes me do it anyway because she loves me and she doesn't want to do it all the time. But I need help in my life. And I'm guessing... I'm not the only one. Marriage is great. It's a good thing. We were designed, handcrafted by God, knit in our mother's womb, value before we were even born. We were made to work, to work heartily, multiplying God's blessing, working for the Lord in whatever we do, and storing up treasure in heaven, an inheritance in heaven. We were made to help. We can't do life on our own, and neither can the person that needs your help. We are designed to be together. And we were made to get married, to reflect the love of the and the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're not here on accident. You're here for a purpose. You're here for a lot more than what I could cover in this message. But know that it's for a reason. We're going to pray, and then I have um, two, two questions for you. Um, let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for making us. You didn't need us, but we need you. Thank you that you're with us in every area of our life, every step, that you're the one that keeps us steadfast, that keeps us planted. Thank you for the purpose that you've given us and that we can enjoy this journey on earth and that we can work for you, not just to please man, but work for you in whatever we do. Thank you for the value that you've put on us, that we get to bear your image. We don't deserve that. We don't deserve anything. But you want to give us good things. 
Thank you for companionship, friendship. Just thank you for being able to, to lean on people when we need to. Help us to be there for others when they need us. And thank you for marriage. For giving us a helper. Someone to do life with. Someone that we can reflect your love. Be with us as we, as we have hard days, we have easy days. Just be with us and let us not forget what we're put on this earth to do. Thank you. Amen. Two questions I have for you. Have you struggled to find your purpose? Maybe you're struggling right now. If you, if you have and you're out of it, it'd be great for you to share how you were able to find your purpose. And how can you work for the Lord in your normal job? Um, raise your hand if you don't work for a Christian company. Yeah, most people, most people. But it doesn't matter because you're still to do it unto the Lord. You're still to work heartily in that for God. So what are some examples and what way can you do that? You guys can discuss that and then pray for each other. We are going to um, wrap it up here at 8.30 um, because we're going to try to go get some ice cream. And I don't think the I don't think places are open till 10 yet. So um, anyway, you guys can split up into groups of three or four and do those things. Thank you.